The views expressed in this podcast are those of the speaker at the time of the recording, are not necessarily those of Jupiter, and may change in the future. Jupiter is unable to provide investment advice, so we recommend you discuss any investment decision with a financial advisor. Market and exchange rate movements can cause investment decisions to fall as well as rise, and you may get back less than originally invested. Any data or views expressed in this podcast should not be construed as investment advice. Hello, everyone. My name's Edward Bonham Carter. I'm joined by my colleague and CEO, Andrew Formica, and this is part of the Jupiter podcast. So I hope you enjoy it. Great to listen to you and see you, Andrew. Here we are uh, on the radio, so to speak, our first podcast together. So I'm just wondering how this second lockdown, what it's like for a CEO to manage Jupiter during this period? Well, look, I think it is hard managing any business through this this situation because the thing about any leader in a business is you want stability – you know, you've got forward plans, you've got ambitions of what you want to do for the business, and it's very, very hard to implement them where things change so rapidly. You've got no basis of what what to um, to build upon. It's like it's like building on sand at the moment. Um, we need to get through this period before we can really move forward with any of the ambitions we'd like to do. We're doing our yeah. best, but it's hard. <laughs> yeah, and we were building momentum, weren't we, after the easing of the first restrictions? Yeah, we we um, were one of the early uh, firms to get people to come back to the office. Um, what we found very, very quickly was people had underestimated how important that social connection that they were getting from the office. They felt they were actually being effective at home, but within just a very short space in the office, they were able to find that it was um, uh, much, much better being in the office. And so the second lockdown has actually been quite a shock to people because they didn't really want to go back into it. They really enjoyed, even though they were only coming in maybe a day or two a week, that one or two days made a massive difference to them. Yeah, I think at that point's interesting. It underwrites, to my mind, the importance of firm culture. And obviously I'm biased, and I hope you are too, the special nature of the Jupiter culture. But I think it does rely on us getting together as a group and as a team, don't you think? Oh, absolutely. You know, you and I have spoken about it many times. You know, culture is something you build up over, not even over years, over decades. And um, at the moment, we're drawing upon those reserves of culture. We're not topping it up. Um, and that's been a testimony to the strength of the culture of how well we've been able to work for our clients and deliver through this period. But at some point, we've got to extend our culture. We've got to add to it. And that is something that requires people face-to-face. And, and, and all this, we're trying to integrate our, our new colleagues and making progress from Merrin. And that makes it even harder, the, the remote working, because for them, it's really hard. You know, when you join a new firm and then you haven't even been able to go to your desk to meet the colleagues you're working and sitting next to side by side, it's been really, really hard. It was really good that we had those two months in September, October, where people were able to come together and work side by side. Um, and that made an enormous difference. Uh, but really, to the success of the Marion acquisition for us will be driven by how well we operate as a single business. Yeah. So it's significant to note that Marion by far is the biggest acquisition that Jupiter's ever made by a long chalk. But this is happening when there's quite a lot of M&A in the industry. Andrew, what's your take on some of the deals uh, that's been going on during COVID? 
Yeah, I think when you look at the industry, uh, you know, we are seeing a little, little more heightened uh, activity. You know, why is that happening? I think there's a recognition that the world's changing and post-COVID, you're going to have to change. Um, and in some cases, your existing business may not be fit for the future. Um, you know, I'd, I'd question whether, however, we're on the cusp of a of a significant M&A drive in our industry. People have predicted it before, never really come off. These are people businesses. Uh, it's really important that the cultural alignment is strong. And, you know, you've got to be very, very careful in what you do there. So that's, uh, that's interesting. It's picking up the point that we've looked at for years at Jupiter, the whole thing about investing in sustainable businesses in the widest sense, obviously the S in ESG. And Jupiter, as we know, has had one of the earliest funds in this space, the Ecology Fund, going back to the late 80s for memory. But that's another trend that seems to be really gaining momentum, this whole move on ESG. What are your thoughts on that? It's a good point, and I think it is something that definitely you're seeing now have real traction to it. You know, I've been in the industry over 25 years, and some of the discussions we would have around this have been going on all that time, but never really with much traction. I think over the last few years, we've really seen uh, a real a change in in sentiment in actually in clients and owners uh, wanting something different here. I actually think it's really, really good for both our industry and also for Jupiter. Um, to me, ESG is all about doing the right thing. It's doing the right thing for our clients. It's doing the right thing for the world we live in. It's about trying to build sustainable businesses that are built on the right foundations, holding companies to account for what they're doing, for them to consider more than just profits. And at the heart of it, it's an active strategy. And that's what we are. This is not something you can passively do. You have to sit there and engage with the companies. You've got to sit there and hold them to account. You've got to show them what best practice is and how by doing so will make them a stronger, better, more sustainable business. Actually, as you know, you know, Edward, you've been in this game longer than I. You know, it's what we were doing as fund managers 30 years ago. We were talking to companies trying to understand why they were going to make a difference, why they would be able to continue to grow. Not the profits in the year we were looking to invest in, but what would profits five years, 10 years out be? And so to me, it's actually bringing back the heart of investment to the forefront of conversations with clients, which is only a good thing. But I throw it back to you, Edward, you know, from your days as a fund manager all those years ago, how different do you think it is the debate on ESG today as it was what you were doing as a fund manager back then? Yeah, I think it's enormously different. I think the whole shift from, if you like, profit maximization that really fund managers wanted in their companies, it was far more short term. And now we're in a world where I think people are genuinely thinking longer term. And as you say, thinking about stakeholders in general, it's a balance. It's not just focusing on the bottom line. Actually, it's it's not quite reversed, but it's saying if you focus on your customers, on your staff, your other stakeholders and the wider environment, then if you do a good job on that, then if you like, the revenues and profits will look after themselves. So I think this is a big, significant change. And we're spending far more time, as you say, as active fund managers engaging with not only the CEOs like yourself, but with chairman and often the heads of the relevant committees. So the engagement is a proper one. It's not box ticking. And I think that's the difference. And that's where active fund managers have got to prove their case compared to the wider market and passives. What I've found in that very short space of time I've been at Jupiter, it is in the culture. It is a, you know, all the managers believe 
the difference they can make through what they're doing. And, you know, that's been the case all the way through. Yeah, it's made a big difference. So as ex-fund managers, Andrew, I mean, we're, we're coming up to Brexit, um, but regardless of Brexit, or maybe because of Brexit, what do we think of the little old UK market that we're based in and we invest some of our clients' money into? We're an international firm, but how's it look to you? It is a very, very important uh, conversation. And I think, you know, we're getting down to the wire on Brexit. Uh, I do think we will get a deal. Uh, you know, it may not be uh, maybe a, a skinny deal, as they say, but I think t- having some form of deal to enable the flow of goods uh, with with um, not the restrictions and tariffs that would otherwise come, I think will be a benefit. There is inherent value in the UK market. And some of the reason that hasn't been unlocked is the concern around what does, what's going to the future landscape for the UK looking like. So to sit there and have the Brexit situation in the back of the back rear view mirror rather than forward looking, I think you'll see a significant outperformance of UK equities and UK assets relative to global assets in the years ahead. Um, I also expect your point around M&A earlier, you know, as as a country, when you look at all the industries we're in, given those valuation differentials, I wouldn't be surprised to see a boon in um, M&A across every industry. What about you? Yeah, I'm biased. I would agree with you. It was one of the benefits, I think, that uh, when we were buying Merion is that we were adding significantly to our UK expertise. But I think absolutely I would agree that the UK is cheap. But as we all know, getting market timing right is not easy. But on that note, I think we should wrap it up. I hope uh, to see you physically in person in the office quite soon when all these restrictions hopefully Uh, lift and we'll enjoy a better 2021 so thanks very much Andrew thanks Edward talk to you soon thank you bye